I mean, you can't, it's designed that you can't get through it. So their mission is simple. Pull out the Latino vote. I want to also step back. I am not saying he'd be an effective governor. I'm not saying he would be popular statewide. The question is, and again, part of it is my fault with the, or the headline, I should say, under Petro.com, will the Lords be governor? The feeling is, the feeling is, if you, whoever wins the Democrat primary will be the governor. I want to remind people right now, the Republican Party does not have anyone. I know some people say, well, you never know. Someone could step up. I don't believe that. Not now. A lot of the business people that in the past may be the type of people you're referring to. There have been business people that have stepped forward, jumped into the race, and been successful. Bruce Sunland was someone. He was a successful business person. He ran the outlet company, ran outlet broadcasting, which was Channel 10. He ran an executive jet. And then he, three times in a row, ran against Governor Dupree. <clears throat> then you had Governor Don Kachiri. Don Kachiri was a successful business person with Cookson. And then he decided to run as a Republican, and he became governor. A lot of the business people who that people talk about, I am not hearing of any of them that are willing to jump forward. And even though, folks, even if that were the case, it's still going to come down to mail ballots. Nelly Gobia, has she accomplished anything? No. Does she have big name recognition? No. Does she have a lot of money? No. Why is she running for governor? She's got the voting list. She's got the voting list. And according to the Secretary of State's office, there are 709,000 active voters in Rhode Island, 100,000 inactive. So according to them, there are 800,000 people listed, which is impossible in a state of 1 million. Absolutely impossible. Uh, The last time there were, according to the census, there were less than 500,000 registered voters. You have a bloated voter roll. No one is challenging her on that. So she's running on that. Seth Magaziner, he will have money, the general treasurer. And he also, from what we understand, will have the Raimondo um, campaign apparatus. So now Governor McKee and, and, um, <clears throat> and Seth Magaziner, they feel that it's really a two-person race. It's between the two of them. And maybe statewide, it might be. You know, I'll, I'm willing to bet that Governor McKee will do very well in Cumberland, but you don't get a ton of Democrat votes out of Cumberland. I'll bet Governor McKee would do very well in the first district, but can he really pull it out in some of the cities? I don't know. He did win a successful primary against Aaron Ruggenberg for lieutenant governor. He won by a very small margin, but he did win. And he's really feeling it. But the question is, it's different of who votes in a Democrat primary. Now, I also have a story, critical race theory in Rhode Island. I'm going to touch on that in a moment because my former colleague, Arlene Violet, I can't believe it that she is coming out in support of critical race theory. Um, She has a piece that's printed. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, though, right now at 1225. So good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I will get to uh, President Biden. And then also, um, I played some of this last hour. President Trump was on with Hannity last night. We'll get to some of that. But I want to remind you, if you're listening right now, 
wherever you're listening, either on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or maybe online at the website, DePetro.com, or maybe you're watching our live stream on Facebook. Folks, I want to appeal to if there's someone listening or watching right now, if you were in an auto accident or involved with a slip and fall or workplace injury, you know, you are entitled to be compensated for your suffering and for your injuries. Now, the problem is, what's the problem? The problem is that the insurance companies that should take care of you, they unfortunately, I wish they just handed it over and did the right thing. They don't. So what are you going to do about it? Well, you need a fighter. You need to fight back and call Jack. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. Free consultation. Fight back. Call Jack. 401-785-9400. He has 50 years personal experience. His firm has over 100 years total combined experience with personal injury law. Fight back. Call Jack. I know of an individual where they offered her like pittance. Her husband permanently hurt his back. Wasn't his fault. Involved in a store that was careless and he got injured. And then the uh, insurance company for the store offered him like nothing. I said, fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Now, remember, visit the website, dePetro.com, which is brought to you by Allstate Lock. You know, I talk about Allstate Lock. There's a direct link right on the website. Skim up and down when you get a chance. Go up and down on dePetro.com. But uh, they are the experts. Locking systems, building security, residential, commercial, car key security cameras. You can link right through allstatelock.com or call them 349-0042. You know, first you have the... Critical race deniers. The people that try to say, oh, I don't I don't know if this critical race. It's going on all over the country. All right. And then I posted how they're saying that basically uh, in schools that there needs to be a much larger focus on gender neutrality and, and on race and the way they want to explain race and diversity and talk about racism and they won't fully come out but a lot of the books go along with it and then i can't believe it but i saw it on twitter it's not in the northern rhode island newspaper but uh, my former colleague arlene violet wrote a piece saying um critical race theory is not a threat it seeks to understand the origins of inequality and systematic application. The United States and its citizens cannot possibly be threatened by a balanced assessment, which has a simplistic view of history and a chauvinistic account of one's race or sex. If justice demands, which I believe it does, that law should be examined and change the create structured disadvantages across American society. The question is, do you really need need to do that with kids in first grade? Do you really need to do that with kids in kindergarten? So Arlene is going along the lines of our founding fathers. We're all racists. George Washington, the founder, the Declaration of Independence was written by slave-owning racist white men. Uh, Arlene writes, certainly one race of sex is not superior to another. Yeah, we know Arlene. It's called the Declaration of Independence. You may want to read it sometime. To ignore systematic oppression, its impact 
on the past and present policies is to put one's head in the sand. You must have experience with your head in the sand. No one is talking about doing that. And for her to say she struck, most white Americans are unaware of the Tulsa race massacre of June 1st, 1921. How about the fact 75% of graduating seniors couldn't come within one year of the Civil War? To To start to say the system is broken because white kids don't know about the Tulsa race massacre. Listen, we didn't invent slavery. We have moved forward. The United States is the envy of the world. You now have these liberals and these feminists and this anger built up over years. I know Arlene. I like Arlene. I worked with Arlene. Arlene forever was blaming she considered the old boy network took out and prevented her to run for a successful term for attorney general's second term. She was AG for two years. During that time of two years, even her supporters would admit it was a time of chaos. Klaus von Bülow got off again. You had the situation of Pawtucket. The Jerry Ann Richards case was bungled. A number of cases were bungled. She was leaking information about Italian businessmen. But sure, vengeance was fully aimed at Terry Murray and Industrial National Trust. And she felt that the old boys club took her out of two years. She was attorney general, not four, two, 85 to 87. It's a very turbulent time. And then I'm sure Arlene feels that she got revenge when Terry Murray and the Paw Sox owners wanted to build a new stadium in Pawtucket because he's one of the businessmen that stepped in and bought the Pawtucket Red Sox. And she got even running article, a column after column, uh, talking about these uh, wealthy billionaire owners and millionaires and let screw you with the ball. Worcester got the ballpark. I don't remember in her columns if, in fact, she mentioned the fact that she she had a longstanding uh, grudge battle, war, in her book, Convictions, uh, against Terry Murray. I don't know if she had mentioned that stuff. Boy, um, you got to wonder if the people that are writing your columns are her and Pork Boy, for crying out loud. But anyhow, but this business, you know, they don't get into the fact, this is another example of critical race theory is needed, and students need to learn how racist America is and how sexist and misogynist. See, this is a little bit of I was held back by the boys club and it's time that we straighten it, blah, 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 and this whole big deal. How did, where did she write it? East Bay R.I., Arlene Violet. Critical race theory royals legislators of Rhode Island schools. One race or sex is not superior to another. Yeah, we know that. It's in the Declaration of Independence. To ignore systematic oppression and its impact on the past and present is to put one's head in the sand. East Bay R.I., Arlene Violet, critical race theory. You know, she ignores the fact that what's really going on with some parents trying to get answers about exactly what's happening, how it's being taught, and the barriers that were put up.
you have, um, in the 1970s, Rhode Island sought the death penalty for a black convict. I filed an amicus brief. Oh, here we go. How long ago was that? 50 years ago? Uh, a national group group is looking to exercise teaching this theory in schools. Some parents have looked at what's being taught. And what's wrong about that? The fear itself beseeks probably why critical race should be taught. It's how it is taught. And that's really not the lesson here. Now, what really fueled this thing up, Arlene Violet, critical race theory, Royals, legislators, and Rhode Island schools. The real story here is what was going on, especially how they were trying to bully that mother that we've interviewed, South Kingstown. That's the real story in this whole thing. And then you find out as uh, that it was, you know, where this thing really, by the way, South Kingstown at 1235. Folks, good afternoon. It's John to be drove. South Kingstown is completely broken. I'm going to play the, uh, actually, the Channel 10 story. Count- Council investigates how political mailers were addressed to ch- children in South Kingstown. It was the union. It was the AFL-CIO. You have mother, you have parents where the children, third grade, were getting mail, telling them, tell your parents to vote yes, you want a new s- school. And it was the superintendent that leaked the names. How is that not person not resigning? And here's my thing at 1235. How does Arlene Violet not go after that? Why is Arlene Violet attacking the parents that are saying, no, wait a minute. Why do all the white kids in the first grade have to stand up and apologize to all the black kids? Like, what is this? What is that teaching? Why is Arlene Violet saying there's nothing wrong with saying there's no more little boy and little girl? It's all gender. Blah, blah, blah. What? No, that's confusing to children. That's what we're talking about. But that's South Kingstown. They were, that superintendent, how is this woman not resigning? South Kingstown is broken, and they need to be made an example of, or this is going to spread to other parts of the state. Let me play a Channel 10 piece on this. What a disgrace. Look to crack down on using school information for political campaigns in Rhode Island. And this follows a recent controversy in South Kingstown over mailers that were actually sent to kids. Uh. NBC10's Brian Crandall is live to explain this a bit more and the new developments in this case. Brian? Dan, the General Assembly passed a bill prohibiting the use of school district computer listservs to distribute political ads. The superintendent here in South Kingstown recently admitted that she gave out the student... Resign! ...but says she didn't know it would be used to address oh, a political whoa. mailer to kids. Resign. The mailer was sent in late April, urging support of an $85 million bond for school renovations. What a disgrace. It came from the AFL-CIO... Of course it did. It was in my child's name, and I was... Tina Proestu is one of the parents upset the school district's distribution list was used. I think it's a disgrace, quite honest. The bond failed, but the fallout has been intense. The South Kingstown Town Council is investigating. And more than a month after the outrage began, school superintendent Linda Savastano admitted on the district Facebook page Friday night that she was the person who provided the information. Resigned. She was asked, as she had been before, to provide the directory list and gave it to the group Friends of South Kingstown Schools. Resigned. claimed that was the end of her involvement. Savistano wrote that she did not know a mailer would be addressed to school children. 
because she's very sorry it occurred and deeply sorry she delayed telling the school committee, huh. claiming she had not connected the dots. Whoa. The superintendent has not returned my messages today, and we went to the office. No one's available at the moment for comment. What a coward. Her statement should have ended with, you know, and therefore I am resigning. Yes. Paula Bradley helped lead the opposition to yep. the question that the mailer supported. It was very disappointing. Um, you know, it took her seven weeks to come forward. She only came forward when she was caught. Uh. And her statement had um, very little ownership and accountability. The AFL-CIO has not returned my message. Of course not. A consultant who is apparently involved. And the woman who requested that directory from the superintendent has been removed from the board of the group she was a part of. I'm Brian Crandall, NBC 10 News, live in South Carolina. What a disgrace. What else were they sending to these small children? What other messages were they mailing to third grade boys? That's eight years old, correct? Arlene Violin instead. Critical race theory is necessary. Critical race theory is need. Critical race theory is needed. Oh my God! No fool like an old fool. How do you? Why not go after that? You know, this is one of those things. The same thing with the cackle, <clears throat> and they're attacking the parents. These people are giving out private information. That superintendent is a stooge who should resign. Oh, I didn't connect the dots. Yeah, okay. Listen, we were born, I was born at night, not last night. Resign, you stooge. What a disgrace. These people make me sick. Critical race theory. But should we really be surprised? I mean, Arlene is a never Trumper. Arlene's always defend. Arlene was used to defend Chafee. Arlene, I remember I did a television panel <coughs> against Arlene Violet, and this was during the Iraq War. And she said, well, Link Chafee may be a soothsayer. He's against it. I said, no, Arlene, he's against every war. He's a pacifist. Link Chafee was asked one time, should Osama bin Laden been given the death penalty? No, I don't believe in that. Link Chafee, it's 1941. You have the whereabouts of where Hitler is. Think of what's going to happen, 42, 43, 44, 45. You have his whereabouts. Would you order a bomb to kill him? No, I don't believe it. That's who you're using as your argument? Well, Link Chafee is against the Iraq war. Chafee is, is a fraud. Completely, he's a stooge. He's a dumbbell. He perpetrated a fraud on the people of Rhode Island where a lot of the elderly thought they were voting for his father for governor again. Shows you how much people pay attention. That, that he's, he's, listen, nothing against, I've seen him. I ran into him at a hardware store about two years ago. Again, I don't wish him any ill will. Him running for president was entertaining. Him, him as governor was very entertaining. But you don't agree with someone like that. If I saw him tomorrow, I ran it again. He and Stephanie, the wife, who live in Wyoming now, right? They didn't change. They wanted to tax everything when they lived in Rhode Island. And what do they do now that they have the fortune and, you know, getting on in age a little bit? They move to the top state in the country that protects those of wealth that want to hand down the wealth to uh, younger generations. Death tax, if you will. So that's where they moved. He could have changed the laws in Rhode Island. No, 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 not in Rhode Island. And by the way, she moved. It's her, it's her money. She actually had more money than he did. But anyhow, my point is, 
That's who Arlene used to say, oh, and Link Chafin, Link Chafee. God, think how much we were set back. Folks, the damage done since Chafee took office in 2010, Rhode Island, that's been 11 years Rhode Island has not recovered. Really hasn't. You know, the state really hasn't pulled itself out from... You had the housing crisis hit in 08 under Obama and, um, well, the, you know, the end of the, the Bush term, Obama came in and the state really has not recovered from that. And then you had Chafee governor and then Raimondo governor. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show. But for, for Arlene Violet to be saying, the, you know, we should be teaching these young kids what was done. There's a lot more that goes along with uh, critical race theory, it, it seemingly is just providing excuses. That's really what it's doing. It also teaches a very jaded history of the United States. We're not a perfect nation. We are an ideal. We have made mistakes. We have improved. Listen, we're still the envy of the world. Last time I checked, you still have people flooding over the border, people trying to get in here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Many times as people get older, and sometimes... Sometimes, you know, it's different for different people, but some women, as they get older, they just become like more liberal. Uh, Arlene, who was ran as a Republican, but she's uh, definitely become and it's common. But some some people, they, she's become more liberal in her views as she's gotten older. But to not take on what what's really going on with critical race theory is, to me was a local citizen trying to get answers on it and the way that she was treated. And shame on Arlene Violet at one point was involved with the creation of Operation Clean Government, which was trying to help citizens and standing up against the abuses and the power of local government and totally turning her back on that type of stuff. So I that and then how about, you know, other members of the media, you know, the cackle. Uh, show me. Why, do, why does everyone else have to do your job for you? What do you mean show you proof? Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. This weather, by the way, is ideal. If you're thinking of having some work done outside your home or even a paving project, letter J. J. Perry Paving provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios. Call them today, 401-732-1730. Now, right now, it's 1244. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, DePietro.com. If you're a veteran or you're related to a veteran or maybe your dad or grandfather or uncle or you yourself, if you would like to get your driveway paved, no one has a better package for veterans or your mom or your grandmother or your aunt or your wife than J. Perry Paving. I was mentioning father, grandfather, uncle, because Father's Day is coming up. And you could make the arrangements and then just put it in a card. Happy Father's Day. J. Perry Paving is going to pave your driveway. That's a good Father's Day gift. And that's something maybe your father, grandfather might not do for themselves. Call them today. Free quote, 732-1730-401-732-1730. If you served in the Army or the Marines or the Navy, the Air Force, Coast Guard, and you would like to, you know, your driveway could use, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. No one is going to give you a better deal than letter J, J. 
Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Surplus Provisions. You know, I saw them at the Second Amendment rally last week. And uh, Tanya is just so terrific and knowledgeable. Pop in and see them. Look for them on Facebook. Surplus Provisions. They're one mile and a half from Garden City. And they have uh, tactical gear and uh, ammo and body armor and also go bags and pepper spray. And every this unique store, people drive from all over Massachusetts and Connecticut to visit Surplus Provisions. Again, look for them on Facebook. Tanya is very knowledgeable. She sometimes does a, uh, it's, it's women friendly, by the way. It's women friendly. But this unique store, they have things that you can't find anywhere else, especially the, um, they also have food storage and pepper spray, all sizes, ammo, body armor, surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. It's, if you're a woman, you're going to feel very comfortable in the store. Stop in and see them. Um, so, folks, good afternoon. Here I am. It is Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online, as I said, out the website, dipietro.com. Uh, just some of the other um, headlines. So how about Biden to sign bill making Juneteenth a federal holiday? Does everything have to be a federal holiday? I know some people are looking forward to it because then it's just a it's another paid day and it's in June. But the um, it's just everything right now, everything has become about race. <clears throat> everything has become about race. And anyone that speaks out, what do you think they're asked? How about the fact Providence School Board asked state to remove school resource officers? This useless group that allowed the city of Providence to become ranked The fourth worst school district in the country, worse than Chicago, worse than Detroit, worse than Baltimore. And what do they do? Let's get the cops out of the school. Yeah. How do you think the teachers feel? How about the fact you have any idea some of the kids 16, 17 years old that are in some of those schools? That school board, they've done nothing as that school board and the school system, excuse me, has been a complete joke and disgrace. They have done nothing. And now, counselors, not cops. Let's get them out of the school. 90% of eighth graders, 90% of eighth graders in Providence, 90%, 90, 90% are not proficient in English, meaning 90% of eighth graders cannot read at an eighth grade level. 95% 95% of 8th graders can't, read, can't do math at an 8th grade level. 95% of 8th graders in Providence can't do math at an 8th grade level. 95%. And what's the school board do? Let's get the cops out of the... Oh, yeah, because that's going to solve everything. Yeah, because that's the problem, right? That's really the problem, the police. Boy, folks, they're so desperate, right? When in doubt... Just cave to the mob. And, you know, and this is under the guise of, and I feel bad for the law enforcement. You know, they're getting blamed for everything. You might as well blame them for that, too. So they're getting blamed for everything. And now what are they blamed? Yeah, maybe the kids would learn better. Yeah, the kids would learn better. 
disgraceful. Now, um, next hour, I'm going to get into President Trump. I played a little bit in the 11 o'clock hour. President Trump was on with Sean Hannity last night. I thought he, um, I thought that was actually a, um, I thought it was a, a good interview between uh, Sean Hannity and President Trump. So I like the president's strategy. But I want to get into, um, I'm hearing there was a shouting match on The View this morning. And I'm hearing that it's worth playing. Hold on, let me see this one. Where they all start screaming. Okay, this is uh, Megan McCain and then Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behai. They all start saying, I don't care, you don't care, or something God, like that. Just be true to power. And just because Biden has gotten a pass so far, which he has and continues to do, it is in no one's best interest to treat him like it's state TV. And as Sarah pointed out, that is the biggest difference between us and Russia. Yes, well, I, I just comment on that. Yeah, uh, the thing that I never saw Trump do was apologize to anybody. And I will take it when you, you know, because sometimes I'm rude respect, to somebody. We're all like respect, that. I don't I just care. Want to, let me just finish what I'm saying. I, 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 I don't I'm care just, if he's apologizing. He just embarrassed himself. I don't care that you don't care. Like just hear what well, I'm saying. I don't saying. care that okay, you don't care. We're going to so we're gonna go. Well, then good, Megan. Then you can be how you always are. We'll be you right back. be how you always are. I don't care that you don't care. <laughs> what they're talking about is President Biden had to go back and apologize to the reporter from CNN for this exchange. You know, if you don't understand that, you're in the wrong business. How is that not incredibly insulting to Caitlin Collins of CNN? You know, if anything, um, the media was caught off guard last night on how to cover that. They wanted that to be Pete Ducey of Fox, right, that covers the White House. They wanted that to be that person. But it wasn't that person. So then they weren't sure how to, how do you address it? How do you, they, they wanted to say that uh, good for President Biden for speaking up to that person. They didn't know what to do with the fact that it was a reporter CNN. By the way, his back was turned. He was walking inside. There was no reason for President Biden to come back. And I'll even say, if this had been um, President Trump, you would have seen all these, you know, I'm with Caitlin, I stand with Caitlin, there he goes. Let's face it, President Biden was very intimidated by Putin, and there was all this aggression built in. Think of that. You're the president of the United States, leader of the free world, and then this just hit him, and it wasn't her turn to call out a question, and I'm going to go back and straighten you out. That's what it was. Mr. President. 
What do you do all the time? I said the next I said what I said was that things great. I said what will change the behavior is if the rest of the world reacts to them and it diminishes the standing in the world. I'm not confident of anything. I'm just stating a fact. But given his past behavior has not changed, and in that press conference after sitting down with you for several hours, he denied any involvement in cyber attacks. He downplayed human rights abuses. He even refused to say Alexei Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as President President Putin? Right? You don't understand that. You know why I don't understand, and I don't understand why it has to turn into the insult like that. If you don't understand that, then you're in the wrong business. If you don't understand that, why does he have to be so insulting? I don't understand why he has to be that insulting. But I do know that if that had been either Fox, they would have been cheering him on, or if in fact, if that had been Pete Ducey. If that had been Fox, they would have been cheering on. Or if that had been President Trump, they would have been screaming up and down. How dare you? I stand with Caitlin and blah, blah, blah. Folks, right now it is uh, 7.55. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, let's just say you have an appliance in your home and it's not working properly. Now, this has happened to me, and depending on the number of appliances, a lot of people, they either get used to it not working properly, or they find ways around it, or you could get it fixed. And I've told the story that, um, you know, Ryan, who is, he has the knack. He can fix any appliance. Maybe it's your dryer. By the way, you have to be careful with your clothes dryer, because they can heat up. You can actually, you know, have a fire if your dryer is not working properly. So is your dryer not working properly? Or maybe a washing machine or the oven or your stove or dishwasher, any appliance, garbage disposal, microwave, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call today, 401-710-7096. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. As we like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Folks, good afternoon. Right now it's uh, 1256. It's John DePietro. We are going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The power hour is next. I'm going to play more of President Trump's interview with Sean Hannity uh, last night, I thought he sounded good. It was very extensive. And on certain things, President Trump, I don't want to say didn't take the bait because I don't want to say that Hannity was trying to bait him, so to speak. But he, um, I think the time off for the president has been good. I think he um, has a realistic approach. If he, he's not sure if everything is going to line up for him to run again in 2024. Um, I, I think and it's very reasonable. He doesn't want to run and lose. Uh, President Biden, I, I, I don't, I mean, this is six months in. What is, it, what is it President Biden going to be like a year from now? What's he going to be like two years from now if he's still in office and still president? He's an older 78. President Trump is 75. He seems no different than when he was 70, other than maybe he gets, you know, tired a little bit easier. But, um, 
I think, I mean, if it were President Trump against Kamala Harris, if she takes the throne like she's the next one and people aren't going to challenge her. Now, that's a very I think that's a very winnable race. I think so. Uh, But we don't know. Who knows? Let's wait and see what happens with the midterms. I'm going to play some of that. And again, if you haven't seen it yet. I highly encourage you folks to uh, visit the website, petro.com and I have the video of, um, you know, that was one of the oddest things that I have, uh, I have filmed a lot of things. I've interviewed a lot of different people, but the rats last night in Cranston, that was just brutal. Um, and I, it, it has like an odd effect, you know, like if you're somewhere and um, it's amazing what the eyes can do, right? Like you see something with your eyes but it makes you feel sick to your stomach. And, or you see, um, you know, if you're in an area where there were like, you were getting bitten a lot of mosquitoes, sometimes afterwards you still feel like you're swatting and feel like you're getting bitten. It was the oddest thing to see large rats right out in the open, broad daylight in Cranston over near Cranston Stadium. I know the city is on it. I know Mayor Hopkins. It's a priority for him. I feel terrible for the people, the neighbors in the uh, in that neighborhood. If you haven't seen the video, you you got to see it. Like I couldn't even believe it at the end. Uh, I, I even I you you can hear me. I'm reacting like I I can't believe they're that many. They're that big, and they're in broad daylight. And we're not talking a hundred feet away. They were ten feet away. All right. So here's what we're gonna do, folks. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We're going to take a break. We're going to get a news update, the 1 o'clock news. The power hour is next. Leave it right here. A lot more to get to right here uh, on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. We're going to be right back after the 1 o'clock news.